name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Fellow redeemed, this is the last verse in the gospel for this fifth Sunday in Lent. And with these words, you can see that the fierce anger the Jews had toward Jesus had reached a point where they were desiring to kill him, to end his life. And yet, how did it get to this point? The gospel places us during the Feast of Booths, a festival which served as a reminder of Israel's sojourning in the wilderness. And having gone up to the festival, Jesus was in the temple teaching. While some heard his word and repented and believed in him, others, like the ones we heard in our text this morning, didn't. Who do you make yourself out to be? They cried. Well, the issue wasn't that Jesus wasn't being clear. He was. Through his preaching and through his miracles, Jesus had given sufficient testimony that he is true God in human flesh and blood. So the issue isn't Jesus wasn't being unclear. The issue was that the Jews didn't like the truths that Jesus was placing before them. It was an unbelief that they were openly posed and hostile to him, leading them to cry out, who do you make yourself out to be? was also why they would eventually pick up stones to kill him. To their unbelief, Jesus preached incredibly stern, sharp, pointed law. He says, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God. He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. In their sin of unbelief, they sought to convict Jesus of sin. It was why Jesus says, which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. While this is some pretty sharp language, Jesus wasn't doing it to be mean or cruel. He was simply speaking the truth. People are not born with a blank slate. They're not born spiritually neutral. They're conceived and born in sin and also born enemies of God, children of the devil. That's why the Bible says, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. You were dead in trespasses and sins. And for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. That's why Jesus says this morning, you're not able to listen to my words because you are of your father, the devil. 
Now, apart from God's work of redemption on the cross, and apart from His work of sanctification through His Word and sac- uh, sacrament, we're by nature children of wrath, of death, and of damnation. Fellow redeemed, the Word of God reveals the truth, and that truth hurts. And yet, this truth is necessary. The devil is still a liar and a murderer. The world still tempts you with false promises. Your flesh still fights against God and his desire and desires those that are opposed to his truth. So Jesus' sobering words to the Jews in this morning's gospel serve as a warning to us about the dangers to our faith and eternal salvation. They serve as a reminder that we need Jesus' words more than anything else in life. It's why Jesus says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The flip side to this means if you don't hear the word of God, You're not of God. To not hear, to have no use for the word of God, is of the devil. God's word reveals the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Yet when God speaks truths that kill you, that exposes your sin, that says things that hurt you, that you don't like and don't want to hear, it's never because our Lord wants to damn you to hell. That's the devil's business. And it's what lies behind his lies. When God's word speaks to you in these, this way, it's so that you may be saved, rescued from sin and death and the devil. It's so that you may be reborn and made new. For your new life of repentance and faith must be fed by the word of God. Only his word is spirit and life in this groaning and dying world. Consider what Jesus says. He says, if anyone keeps my word... He will never see death. This promise is open to anyone, to all sinners in the world. And the keeping that Jesus speaks of grows out of his own keeping. That is of love and obedience. His His own keeping of the Father's word. Now, however, keeping Jesus' word of truth isn't just limited to the law, the Ten Commandments. To keep means to receive in faith what God reveals to us through His Son. It means observing, watching over, obeying, treasuring the words of Jesus. Love for God finds its expression in hearing, and in believing, and in walking in the words that Jesus speaks. 
He says to you today, if anyone keeps, that is, hears, believes, treasures, guards my word, he will never see death. With this word of truth, Jesus reveals to us what his children will experience into eternity. That doesn't mean that your heart won't stop beating here and fall silent in earthly death. Death is the wages of sin. It's appointed for you to die once. However, Jesus' word of truth means that you'll be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Baptized into Christ, believing in Christ, death you shall not at all see forever. You've been given life that passes through death with Christ. This gift of life isn't something that you can gain by your own reason or strength. It comes to you from the outside. It's why the crucified and risen Christ speaks his words to you in the waters of holy baptism. It's why he speaks his word of absolution, his word of forgiveness to you when you confess your sins. It's why he desires you to come to his table often so that you may receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And how can you be Sure of this word of truth? How can you be certain of his promise? If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. It's because God provided for you the payment for your sin. And it's wages of death in Christ Jesus. Consider our Old Testament for this day. Year after Years after the birth of his promised son, Isaac, God tested Abraham by commanding him to take his son, his only son, to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains. Abraham obeyed God. And as he was about to slaughter his son, his only son, the angel of the Lord stopped him. And there, behind him, was a ram, caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering in place of his son. Now notice that Abraham doesn't call this place the Lord has provided, even after he received the ram and offered it up in place of his son. No. Instead, Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. Abraham is directing us to the greater rescue, the greater deliverance that Jesus will bring for all of us. Mount Moriah, where God provided the ram as a substitute for Isaac, is the same location as the temple in Golgotha, where the spotless lamb of God provided himself as a substitute for us on the wooden altar of the cross. 
and through His holy and precious blood, not the blood of goats and calves, Jesus secured an eternal redemption for you. You're set free from sin and death forever. Through Jesus' payment on the cross, He suffered your punishment for sin. He suffered your death. Jesus' death is the death of death because His death is the washing away of your sins. He has secured an eternal redemption for you. And how eternal? If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Fellow redeemed, throughout this earthly life, your faith will be tried and tested. The devil, the world, the sinful flesh are constantly tempting us to lead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice, and ultimately to eternal death. And yet, God has come in the person of Jesus in order to secure an eternal redemption for you through His holy and precious blood, the blood poured out on the altar of the cross. You have the promise of Him who destroyed death. His word of truth gives life. It's a life that's free from God's judgment. It's a life that's free from the guilt of sin. It's a life that's free from the uncertainty and hopelessness that plagues our consciences. It's a life that's free from the sting of death. Jesus has made the payment for you. And as a result, you can trust the word of his word promise of his word of truth. If anyone keeps, that is, holds on to, believes, trust my word, he says, he will never see death. God be praised. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.